So let's just remember here what we're going to be talking about for the next two months. That Jesus Christ is perfect love. And his absolute perfect love is what gave him the power over sin. He had no sin in him because he loved perfectly. And so because of that, he was able to overcome death, be risen from the dead. And now he's alive right now, today, eternally, giving you the very gift of himself so that you can love like him. Now, isn't that cool? I'm telling you, man, that is great hope for you. And that's great hope for me that Jesus Christ can live in us. So we're going to be just some celebrate some love today. And I'd love to celebrate some K2 love. Uh, just a couple weeks ago, um, Lad and I and Jason were in Swaziland. Um, and we were, uh, how many, anybody in here going on the trip in July? All right. One back here, a couple over here. So uh, we have a team going in July. So we went a couple weeks ago just to see what was going on and to see the leadership. And I'm going to tell you, I'm so excited. So how many of you have packed kids against hunger food in here? All right, all, almost all of you. Food, there we go. So there it is, man. I mean, we walked up, and there's the pot of food, and here's another picture of some kids who are just chowing this down, and there it is. And, uh, and so uh, it's so exciting because some of these kids, you guys, this is the only meal they get all day, and it's the stuff you packed. When I came home, my kids are like, Maybe they're eating the food that we actually packed. I'm like, they are. And that was so cool to see that it's actually taken effect. And then because of Loveolution, we had the money to give them a well. And that's what this picture is right there. It's a, and what's so cool, you guys, that's a solar-powered well, which is a, an amazing construction because we went to another care point and somebody had just robbed them of their uh, motor to, to be able to uh, make their well work. But this man, you, what you're seeing, I know it's not a great picture, but it hits that solar panel, goes right down to the ground. The tank is right behind us. It's that blob behind there. And they have clean water because of your giving to Loveolution. So, yeah, it's so exciting, man. And it's, it's really happening. So the food is there. The, the, the water's there. And then what was so fun is we show up. Oh, yeah, and this was you know, the Loveolution this year was to give to education. Forgot about this one. So we got there, and they already, the kids had already received the funds to go to school. So what we were able to do was provide them with shoes. And so every kid got a pair of shoes. So that's Lad. Now look at that, man. I mean, the old to the, I mean, it was just phenomenal. Most of the kids didn't have shoes. Otherwise, that's like half a shoe. And then we, so that was just the way to go. Again, it was just such a neat time to bless them with the way that you're coming alongside them. Uh, the most fun moment for me was we got there the first day. I drive up in the car. I get out and I see all these boys lined up against this wall. And I'm like, all right, Mamie, I'm in. I walk up to this kid and I go, hey, what's your name? He goes, Beccatelli. I'm like, that's our kid. You guys, how many of you sponsor a kid? <laughs> that's our kid that we sponsor. I'm like, I'm Dave, you know? <laughs> and, I, and I pull up my phone and I grab a picture of our family and I put it up to him and he goes, Susie. And so, I mean, just, so that's Beccatelli right there, man. And I, I just tell you, man, if you are going this summer and you've got a kid, get ready. They're going to rob you of your heart. It is so cool. And for those of you who aren't going this summer, can I just, you know, all of us who are sponsoring our kids, man, make sure they get those letters from you on a regular basis. And I also encourage you to hook up with somebody who's going on the team. Just let, do a little video message to somebody who's going on the team because you just pull out your phone and they will be able to hear from you directly. It was, it was just such a blast, you guys. It was so cool. And then just to see the discipleship that was going on. We'll share more stuff with you. Um, songs they were singing, Lord's prayers that they were repeating. Um, these kids are really getting a chance to know God because we're coming alongside them. Because you are, because you're loving them. It's very cool. Hey, and then the other thing, I didn't announce here in the white box last week at Easter, 
But um, Soft Salt Lake, who we've been partnering with, at the, the last time that the mayor gave the state of the city address um, at a luncheon, K2 the Church received the Volunteer of the Year Award. Is that not cool? Yeah. I mean, it's so awesome. And so, um, so there's Ladd and Eric and Wendy Shelton in the middle is much of the reason for that. She's just constantly down there loving on, on, on kids in the area. And just, I mean, but just, I'm just so excited that we literally are partnering with the world and we're partnering with um, our city here. And you guys are making a difference because you're jumping in. So it's really, really exciting. But now, um, oh my gosh. Uh, bummer. Okay. I left my book in the other, uh, in the other, in the red building. Sorry. So here's, a, I, I have a story that I want to share with you. And now I just have to tell it to you. I was going to read it some to you. So now you're all sitting there going, oh, great. <laughs> Second service is going to be a lot better. You know, anyway, I just want to bring this down more personally and the power that there is of actually being with someone, not just across the world or not a church just with a city, but you being with someone. And there's a book, it's called Love Does, and it's by a guy named Bob Goff. And the very first chapter, he shares a story about how when he was a teenager, there was a young guy who used to hang out at the school and just really befriended Bob. And, and he was a Christian, and so, but he, he didn't really buy it. Bob himself didn't buy it, but this guy was so friendly and so nice. And then eventually, um, he decided that school just wasn't for him. So he was going to head off to Yosemite and, uh, and just try to find a job there. And he was going to drop out of school. So he loved this guy, Randy, so much that on his way out of town, he stops by Randy's house and knocks on the door. And he said he had to wait a couple minutes, but eventually, you know, Randy came to the door and his hair was all disheveled and he realized he'd woken him up. And he said, listen, he goes, I'm, I just wanted to let you know I'm heading to Yosemite. I'm just going to try to get a job there. And I just wanted to say bye because you, you've just been really great and loved me a ton. And he says that Randy just kind of stood there. He goes, so when are you going? He goes, I I'm leaving right now. He goes, really? He said, um, can you hold on just for a second? He, he disappeared for a couple minutes, and Bob stood there and waited, and the guy comes back, and he goes, so, um, so what, what time are you going to leave? And he goes, I was going to leave right now. And he goes, um, can I go with you? And he's like, you want to come with me? And the guy's like, yeah, I'm going to come with you. And he looks down. He's got this little duffel bag already packed. And he goes, I'm with you. Let's go. And Bob's like, okay. So they head out. There's his little VW bug, and they drive to Yosemite together. And while they're there, Randy or Bob tries to find these jobs, you know, and every time he tries to find a job, everybody shuts him down and he can't find one. And in the evening, Randy would always come and say, well, that's all right, man, we'll look tomorrow. There's some other options I saw around here. It's okay, man, I'm, I'm with you. And then every time Bob tried, he got shut down. He couldn't find a job. After about three days, he comes to Randy and says, you know what, this has been a great try. He goes, but I'm, I, this just isn't working. I'm going to go ahead and go home. And, and, Bob, and Randy goes, um, all right, if you want to. Either way, man. If you want to stay and keep looking, I'm with you. If you want to go home, I'm with you. So they hop in the bug and they, they drive back to his home. He drops off uh, Randy at his house and he notices there's another car in the, in the driveway. And Randy had a girlfriend at the time. So <clears throat> Randy comes in the house and Bob follows him into the house. And he looks around and he goes, what, what's going on here? And he, he notices there's wrapping paper all over the place. There's a microwave and, and, uh, you know, that's open sitting in a box. And there's some dishes over here. And they walk in and all of a sudden, Randy's girlfriend just runs up and goes, welcome home. And she wraps her arms around Randy. And Bob goes, wait a second, she's not your girlfriend. 
This is your wife? Randy had just gotten married. Bob showed up at his door on Sunday morning and asked him, well, didn't ask him, right? He just said, I'm leaving. And because Randy loved him and he knew this dude's making the worst decision of his life, he went back and talked to his wife and his wife and he decided, you go with him. And he did, right after his wedding. Now, now I want to tell you, man, I read that story. I looked at Susan, I'm like, that would never even cross my mind. I mean, can you guys, I mean, seriously, if any of you, if you, any of you guys, if that does cross your mind, you're, 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 you're in trouble, you know. But I, I, I read that story. We read it together as a family. And I remember just thinking, I can't even contemplate that kind of love. That would have never even been a thought that would enter my mind. But what happened is that changed Bob's life. And you know, as, as we thought about that, you guys, that story really is the story of Jesus and his love. What we learned last week was Jesus said, here's the deal, you guys, you all are separated from me and I will do anything, Jesus said, to be with you. I will do anything to be with you. Now, here's what I got. If you're a note taker at all, um, grab, your, grab your sheet and grab your pen, okay? Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna bust through some stuff here right now that, that I, I told Susie this morning uh, as I finished sitting with this today, I don't care if, uh, well, no, I do care if you get anything out of this, but... Um, <laughs> But I'm going to tell you, this, this message is, is, has profoundly affected me. Like, I, I, can't even, I can't even look around. I can't be here this morning without thinking completely different than I have before. And, um, and so I'm going to have to go boom, 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 boom. And, but I want you to take these things, and I want you to be able to sit with them later. So write these things down, because it is our whole life, you guys, what Jesus was all about was making sure that you would be with him, just like Randy was with Bob. And when that type of withness happens, it's going to change your life. And it'll change every relationship you've got. So let's pray. God, in these 20 minutes, would you come and just speak through me? Touch us in a way that only you can in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So let's first look at how Jesus did this, right? Here's the first thing. Is Jesus shared his life with the world, all right? So when he came, they said, you're going to call him Emmanuel, and Emmanuel means what? God with us. So Jesus was saying, listen, I'm in heaven. That's cool, but I'm coming to be with you. I'm coming into your world. John 1.14 says, The word, which was Jesus Christ, became human, and he made his home among us. The word means he dwelt among us. He was sharing his life. And in Philippians 2, 6, and 7, says, Jesus, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness. And I, I love this because I think this is the perfect connection to Randy and, and Bob. Is Jesus is in heaven. He's in perfect fellowship with the Father, with the Spirit. He's in, he's in all of his glory, and he leaves all of that. And he empties himself of all of his glory so he can come down and be like a servant. And I go, that's exactly what Randy was doing. He's like, man, I'm in my glory, baby. I just got married. See ya, honey. I mean, that is just bizarre love. It's God's love. So Jesus shared his life with the world. Secondly, Jesus shared his life with 12 guys. Because here's the other thing, man. If you're God and you're like, I got to save the world. 
Don't you think you'd go, you'd, I mean, you'd be in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria, and, and then you'd just be busting across the sea and you'd try to tell everybody, right? That's not what Jesus did. Jesus came down and he said, here's how this is going to work. I'm going to live my life with you 12 guys. Now, I'm going to touch a ton of people, but I'm going to touch them with you. And I'm going to share my life with you as we learn how to change the world. So I just love the fact that when God came down, he showed us how to actually do this relationally. <laughs> that I'm not just going to be this guy who's running around just touching people. I'm going to be a person who lives with people. So that's the second thing. Jesus shared his life with 12 guys. And then Jesus shared his life on the cross. Let's just soak in this verse from Colossians. God, in all his fullness, was pleased to live in Christ. And through him, God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. And this includes you and me, who were once far away from God. You were his enemies, separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions, yet now he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ on his, in his physical body. And as a result, he has brought you into his own presence. And you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. Is that not awesome? So you guys, that's what Jesus said. He said, what? You are separated from me and I will do anything to be with you. So Jesus comes and because of his physical death on the cross, paying the price for what separates you from God, he now reconciles you. And I love that verse. He says, so that God, as a result, he has brought you into his own presence. You now are with God. It's awesome. So Jesus says, man, I'll share my life with you on the cross. Here's the fourth thing. Jesus shares his life with you. John 14, 15, and 17. It's when Jesus was talking to his disciples right before he, he, he crucified himself. He says, if you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and to what? Be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him. How? Because he lives with you, and he will be in you. See, now we're talking intimacy that I can't even have with my wife, right, who's the closest one to me. That Jesus says, listen, you guys, I am going to come physically to be in your world. I'm going to be in relationship with you. I'm going to give up my life so that you can be reconciled and be brought into the presence of God so that he can be with you. But here's, this is when it gets good. He goes, it is for your good that I leave. Because right now, I can only really talk with each one of you as I'm with you physically. When I leave, I'm going to send my Holy Spirit. And now, through my Spirit, I will be with you because I will be in you. And then, what happens here, you guys, is this is how Christ starts to share his life. The fruit of the Spirit, the love, the joy, the peace, the patience. He starts giving you his life through his Spirit living inside of you. Do you guys see? This is what it's all about, is God says, I want to be with you. I want to be with you. I want to be with you. And then, in John 14, 1, the last one, number five, Jesus shares his life forever. He shares his life forever. Look at this verse. 
He says, don't let your hearts be troubled because he's just told him he's leaving. Trust in God and trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my father's home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? And look at this. When everything is ready, I will come and I'm going to come get you so that you will always be with me where I am. You guys, this is it. I, all week long, as I've been sitting with this, this is what love is all about, is God is saying it is unacceptable that you live your life apart from me. <laughs> Everything that Jesus did was so that God could be with you. Every moment of every day, in every trial, in every celebration, life, life, Jesus says, eternal life is when you know the one true God. Knowing means not head knowledge. It means an intimate relationship of God being with you. And you guys, this is just some of the classic stuff. Listen, to a couple Old Testament verses. Joshua 1.9 says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you, right, wherever you go. Chill. The classic one. You're going to read all the time or hear at a funeral. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Listen to this. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me. See, everything that we love about the Bible in every one of our hopes as Christians, right, is that God don't have to live this life alone, but that God is actually with me. So now here's the question. What does it mean to have God actually be with you? And this is the, the, the thing I just, I, I, that's changing me this week, and I hope God help make this make sense to each one of you, and that's this. When God says he's with you, what that really means is he's sharing his life with you. He's giving of himself to you. I mean, it would be one thing to have God say, be with you, but if you're, do not fear because I'm with you. Why? Because God's saying, if I'm with you, I'm going to actually give my life to you. So I'll get, God gives us his strength. He gives us his wisdom. He gives us his guidance. He gives us his peace. He gives us his joy. Do you guys understand that? See, and this is why for many people, it's like, well, I totally believe that God's there. But you don't sense him, right, actually with you. Why does it feel like God is a million miles away? It's because I'm not receiving his life. I'm not getting his peace or his joy or his strength. But you guys, when God says, I'm with you, what that means is I'm giving my life to you so that you and I can actually receive, the Bible says, everything you need for life through your knowledge of him, through a personal relationship with him. His presence manifests closer than anyone actually inside your heart. That's God. And that's Jesus. You guys catch this now? You see that? Everything that Jesus did was so that you could be with God and so that God would be with you. So let's think about this. That's how Jesus loves. And Jesus rose from the dead. And the Bible, what we learned last week, is Easter so great because now Jesus lives in me. So, how does Jesus want to love in that way through me? And how does he want to love? How does he want to put love on display through your life? 
And let's look at this verse, Philippians chapter 2. It says this, If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ. You guys see? There it is again. I'm united with Christ, which means Christ is with me. I'm experiencing the very life of God. If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in his spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Look at this, you guys. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset of Christ. In your relationship with each other, have the same mindset of Christ. Listen, you guys, if any of you in this room have any encouragement because you're experiencing God with you, you're united with Christ, if he's living inside of you, then let's do it with each other. So you know what it means? If you're a follower of Christ and Jesus is inside of you, you know what you're saying? You're saying, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, all that I am, with, which means I'm giving, I'm sharing I'm with you, and I'm focused more about you than I am about myself. You guys got that? So here's what we're going to do. How in the world does Jesus empower us to be with each other? Okay? So write these down. Got five things. We're just going to go right down the same thing that Jesus did is what you and I should be doing. Here's the first one. Jesus' love on display through you. The first one is we will be saying, I'm with you physically. So Jesus said, man, I'm coming into your world. And what you do, you guys, if you're with someone physically, you're saying, I'm showing up, I'm in, I'm coming into your world. I'm coming to your game. I remember one of my best friends, Rick Meyer, his dad never came to one game that he ever played. We played football all four years together. His dad never showed up one time. What's that communicate? <laughs> Where my mom and dad never missed one game, right? I remember when we, when we started K2, it was so co cool because almost everybody who moved here to start the church their family said, we're going to come be with you, <laughs> right? And it shows value. Physically, you show up. I'm at the hospital with you. I'm home. Dads, I'm home. I'm actually at home with you. Life Together groups, right? I'm there. I'm with you. So when your Life Together shows up, it's like, man, I'm there. Because <laughs> I'm with you. I actually show up physically. So who knows that you're there, let me, let me ask you, who knows that you're with them because of your physical commitment to be there? Think about that one. Answer that question. Write that one down. Who knows right now that you're with them because you're physically present there? Is it your spouse, your kids? That's the first thing. I'm with you physically. Here's the second one. I'm with you relationally. And this is important, you guys, because you're limited by time, space, and energy. <laughs> So was Jesus. When he was in his physical body, right, he was limited. And so he had to choose 12 guys. You can't do this. You can't be with everyone. So you actually have to do this relationally. So can I just help you right now? If you're married, it's your spouse. <laughs> Y'all got that? Let's, okay. I mean, does your spouse know that you love them because you love to be with them <laughs> physically? How about your kids? If you've got kids, it's your kids. 
Do your kids, I'm telling you what, do your kids know that you love them because you love to be with them and you're actually home and you are at their game and you are helping them in the backyard and you are helping them with their music and you are helping them with their homework. The people you work with, guess what? You're with them. Probably don't have a choice with those guys, do you? So we'll get to whether you really are or not. But physically, oh, but relationally, it is going to be the people you work with. It's going to be your friends. And it's going to be K2, you guys. It's the church. It's right here. You know what the church is? The church is Christ's body. So you actually get to be with Christ. You actually get to experience Christ when you're completely here physically. And that's LTGs. It's your serving teams. It's this morning. You showed up here physically. But now the question is, in your relationships, who this morning, who this morning are you actually going to be with in relationship? So, and then who are the people that are hurting, who are alone, who are in need, that know that you're with them? You guys, you got to figure that out. And you got to nail this down. Who am I actually going to be able to be in relationship with? Because you're a human being. All right? So do it relationally. Here's a third one is you say, I'm with you sacrificially. And this, these next two are the ones that I, have really challenged me. To truly be with someone means you are sharing your life with them. You are giving away what you possess. We've all been present in a room with somebody, but do you know they're not with you? To actually be with someone, you guys, it will mean you will sacrifice yourself. And here, you're going to give away what you possess. You're going to give away your time. You're going to give away your energy. You're going to sacrifice your agenda. You're going to sacrifice your desires. Come on, man. You know Randy didn't really want to go with Bob, right? Y'all know that? <laughs> At least we all hope. But Randy made a sacrifice. Jesus made a sacrifice. If you actually are going to be with someone, the only way that you'll ever, I'll ever tell if you're really with me is if you're sacrificing your life to actually engage with mine. You will give up yourself. It's the only way it's done. So with your spouse, guys, you'll actually stop and listen. Sacrifice. You will. I'll do, and you know what, gals? You'll say, you know what, honey? I'll do whatever you want to do right? And you'll sacrifice. Susie did that for me, man, when I was trying to prep through this message. And she came down, life was busy, kids were upstairs, she was making lunch, and she came down and she was listening to me. But I could tell she wasn't with me. And, you know, and then she told me, it's like, okay, well, here's my life right now, you know? And then she shared life with me. And then, because we got in reality, by the end of the time, we went totally, like, she was so with me because she sacrificed her time for me. Kids, I'll actually play with you what you want to play. I'll help you with your homework. I'll train you. I'll develop you. I'll come home, and I'll be home. I'll be present. And when people are in need, you guys, whether that's in your, a friend or your Life Together group or a neighbor, I'm telling you what, man, you guys know that, right? If you're actually going to be with somebody, you're going to have to sacrifice yourself. That's what it means to be with you don't live in your own world. You give your life away. Fourth one is this. And then you have to say, I'm with you in spirit. There is so much more than just showing up. Now, you'll hear that. Sometimes you've heard that, right? Showing up is just half the battle. Okay, right. It's half. 
Showing up physically without showing up in spirit means nothing. Showing up physically and not showing up in spirit means nothing. In Colossians 2.5, Paul said, For though I am absent from you in body, I am present with you in spirit. Isn't that interesting? Sometimes you know somebody's with you and they live halfway across the country. And you can even sense they're with you. Isn't that weird? So what's really important here, you guys, yes, you do need to be there physically, but when you get there physically, make sure you're actually showing up in spirit. And how do you do this? Well, sometimes in hardship. Like when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, right? You know what he told his disciples? He says, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. (laughs) And so when someone's in hardship, man, you have to give it up and you're going to show up and you're going to help suffer with them. In the parable of the lost sheep, Jesus talks about, hey, if a guy has 100 sheep and one of them runs away, right, he'll leave 99 of them. He'll go find the one. And I love this. When he finds the one, he comes back and he says, then he calls his friends and his neighbors together and says, rejoice with me because I found my lost sheep. You know, because that's the other way you show up in spirit is when somebody celebrates, you celebrate with them. Have you guys ever done that? You ever been so excited because something happened and you told somebody and they're like, that's cool. I mean, you just killed everything. <laughs> and so seriously, there's something. you got to bring your game. you got to be in spirit. So if someone's suffering, you suffer with them. If someone's rejoicing, you rejoice with them. And then you got all the junk in the middle just in everyday life. I'm with you. If you're with somebody, you'll give them your attention. You'll give them your encouragement, your support. Sometimes your faith, sometimes you're with somebody and they just can't even believe, but you come alongside and you, I'll believe for you. You bring your empathy, you, be, you bring your belief in them. Because sometimes people can't even see any good within them, but you see it and so you give it to them. You give them your ideas, your peace, your love, your joy. Do you guys see what I'm saying here? And what I've been so challenged on is how many times I run into somebody and I'm there physically, but I'm so caught up in my own mind and in my own world and when I got to get done that I give nothing to that person. You guys know what I'm talking about? Okay. See, so that's what we can't do. That's not love. Love says, I'm there and I'm giving myself to you. I am there in spirit. And I'm telling you what, man, you do that, it'll change somebody's life. And here's the last thing. I'm with you forever. We'll say to people, I'm with you forever. The love of Christ was ultimately so you would be with him always. Right? Do you guys know that? Remember that? I want you to always be with me. Can I just talk to you, all you Christians, for a second? Let me just ask you this. Who are you physically with, relationally with, sacrificially with, and in spirit with so that you can be with them forever? Anybody? Is there anybody in your life that you're with because you love them and because you want to be with them forever? Who are you helping to come to receive eternal life through Christ? Because I just want to tell you what, man, when you get there, nothing else is going to matter. You guys know that? Nothing else. You're not taking any of your crap with you. You're not taking your job. You're not taking your home. You're not taking your vacation. You're not taking your clothes. You're not taking anything you've done on this planet. The only thing you're going to take with you is the people who you were with here that you shared your life with. You know what the Bible says, Christian? Christ is your life. He is your life. Do you share his love? Do you share his joy? Do you share his belief in people? Do you share his strength? 
and his compassion. You guys, that is love, and that's what he's called us to. So that's your application, you guys, right there. Who are you going to be with? Who are you going to be with? Who are you going to be with physically, relationally, sacrificially? Who are you going to be with in spirit, and who are you going to be with forever? And as our band comes forward, you guys, now to give you a chance right now to just soak and remember God is with you, man. He is. Jesus did everything so he could be with you, and he's with you right now. As you worship him, let his love so fill your heart that you can't help but now have the risen Christ in you love other people. And I tell you what, man, you start being with people like that, God's love will be on display, and it'll change the world.